helps clean the toy room when it's a mess. Something special I want to tell my mom is I love you. Love, Tony. Last but not least, Noah. Today is Mother's Day, and my gift to mom is a flower and my love. If I could buy my mom anything, I would buy her a new dress. My mom's favorite color is maroon and red. When my mom, my mom likes it when I do my homework. My favorite food that mom cooks is Raymond noodles. I, <laughs> I have fun with my mom when we go to the store. A special thing my mom does for me is she, oh, she buys me shoes and ties. Something special I want to tell my mom is happy Mother's Day and I love you, love Noah. Sister Edie, would you come up and stand with Pate? Charlene, would you come stand with Corbin? Sister Nicole? I tell you what, if you've got one up here, just come stand with them. I won't have to call names. We had some others that were visitors and some that were just absolutely too shy to do this. So we don't want to push that if they're not, where they're able to do this comfortably. So, okay. Let's start with Mai. Mai, do you want to read your... Roses are red, violets are blue. I love you. Roses are red, violets are blue. And I love you. Roses are red, violets are blue, you're sweet as sugar, and I love you. Okay, this is Stephanie. Roses are red, violets are blue, you're as sweet as honey, and I love you. Roses are red, violets are blue. I love when we go shopping, and I love you. We got a little redundant. Roses are red, violets are blue. You're sweet as honey, and I love you. Roses are red, violets are blue. And she said, you've got to say something about how sweet my mama is. So you're as sweet as honey, and I love you. Okay. Roses are red, violets are blue, flowers are pretty, and so are you. Oh, that's sweet. Let me do yours, Corbin, or you want to? Okay. 
Corbin said that because his grandma is such a good cook, I either he had to say something about chocolate chip cookies or chocolate covered strawberries or so he went with the strawberries. So it was roses are red, violets are blue. You make the best chocolate covered strawberries and I love you. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue, they are cute, and so are you. <laughs> happy Mother's Day to all of our precious mothers, and a very special Happy Mother's Day to my mother. Today is Mother's Day and my gift is a rose. If I could buy my mom anything, I would buy her a brand new car. <clears throat> my mom's favorite color is blue and purple. Um, my mom likes it when I clean my room. My favorite food that my mom cooks is ramen. I have fun with my mom when we play Jenga. A special thing my mom does for me is pack my lunch for school. Something special my, I want to tell my mom is I love you. Love, Shane. Dylan did one for his mother, but she's not here this morning. Today is Mother's Day, and I, my gift to Mom is a flower. If I could buy my mom anything, I would buy her a car. My mom's favorite color is yellow. My mom likes it when I do what she says. My mom, my favorite food that mom cooks is lasagna. I have fun with my mom when we go to the lake. A special thing my mom does for me is cook. Sometimes special, special I want to tell my mom is I love her. Love Rex. Today is Mother's Day, and my gift to my mom is money. If I could buy my mom anything, I would buy her a plant. My mom's favorite color is pink. My mom likes it when I clean my room. My favorite food that mom cooks is noodle and tomatoes. I have fun with my mom when we are on a picnic. A special thing my mom does for me is care for me. Something special I want to tell my mom is I love her. Love, Terry. Today is Mother's Day, and a gift for my mom is a card and a flower. If I could buy her, my mom anything, it would be a new car. My mom's favorite color is purple. My mom likes it when I give her a massage. My favorite food she cooks is Mexican casserole. I have fun with my mom when we play outside. A special thing my mom does for me is takes me everywhere. Something special I want to tell my mom is that I love her. Love, Savannah. 
Today is Mother's Day, and my gift to my mom is a flower. If I could buy my mom anything, I would buy her something for some pretty clothes and a car. My mom's favorite color was black. My mom likes it when I clean my room. My favorite food that my mama cooks is beans and rice. I have fun with my mom when we plant in the backyard. A special thing my mom does for me is read to me. Something special I want to tell my mom is that she is pretty. Love, Bailey. Today is Mother's Day, and my gift to mom is birth feeder. I could buy if I could buy if I could buy my mom anything. I would buy her a plant. My mom's favorite color is blue. My mom likes it when I make her laugh. My my favorite food that my mom cooks is lasagna. I have fun with my mom when she plays when we play games. A special thing I want. A special thing my mom does for me is cook. Something special I want to tell my mom is I love you. Love, William. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, here are some quotes from past presidents of the United States of America and some other very important influential men. As the American president on May 9, 1914, President Woodrow Wilson made an official announcement proclaiming Mother's Day as a national holiday that was to be held the second Sunday in May of each year. Hold it up. Ronald Reagan said, from our mothers, we first learn about values and caring and the difference between right and wrong. Abraham Lincoln, I remember, I remember my mother's prayers, and they have always followed me all my life. Motherhood is the key to matrimonial happiness. George Washington, all I am, I owe to my mother, my success in life, my morals, my education I receive from her. Gerald Ford says, motherhood is more than a life role. A mother's guidance is most significant in the growth of her children and responsible, self-reliant, and productive human beings. George W. Bush, every child blessed with a mother's love has been given one of life's greatest gifts. Andrew Jackson, there never was a woman that my mother. She was gentle as a dove and brave as a lioness.
Thank you, Sunday school teachers. Let's give our Sunday school teachers a great hand. Crowd this morning, and I know the hour is growing late, and uh, I'm going to preach. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you come to hear preaching. I'm just going to go ahead and preach. Uh, but uh, if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to Proverbs chapter 21. I'll open with a text this morning, Proverbs chapter 21, verse number 19. Again, to all of our guests, we are honored that you come to be with us, that you've come to be with your mother, or you've come to be with your children. Thank you for choosing First Pentecostal Church in Silsby. Everyone that is a member of this church, why don't you give our guest a hand clap this morning. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Lord bless you. Hope you receive something good out of the service this morning. Proverbs chapter 21, verse number 19. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. <laughs> that's the reason why so many men love to go hunting. <laughs> no, that's not my text. I just thought I'd do that to kind of get all of you women riled up a little bit. Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31, verse number 10. There is a lot of true Proverbs in the Scripture. If you've never read the book of Proverbs, you need to read it. Proverbs chapter 31, verse number 10 and 11. The Scripture says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. Skipping to verse number 28 and 29, her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. And you can be seated. I'm sure this morning that we have heard this scripture uh, preached about many times on Mother's Day, but I'd try... Uh, I want to try to give to you what the Lord has laid on my heart uh, this morning and uh, kind of a tribute to mothers and then uh, an encouragement to mothers today. I want to preach from this subject, the prayer of mama, but the power of God. The prayers of mama, but the power of God. Uh, they were reading different quotes from uh, presidents and um, I, I have a quote from Abraham Lincoln this morning. And Abraham Lincoln said, No man is poor who has a godly mother. No man is poor 
if he has a godly mother. And I'm sure today that you can look to the dear mother or the mother that has uh, been so faithful that may not be here this morning and thank God that you have a godly mother. Uh, James Dobson had, uh, he made a statement uh, one time. It says, countless times each day a mother does what no one else can do quite as well. She wipes away a tear, whispered a word of hope, eases a child's fear. She teaches, she ministers, she loves, she nurtures the next generation of citizens. And she, she uh, challenges and consoles her kids to do the best and be the best that they possibly can. But no editorial praises their accomplishments where it is coverage of a mother's rightly, when, when it is something that mothers rightfully deserve. A lot of people says a lot of things about well-deserving people, but I don't think that we could ever say enough to encourage the mothers of this society. And uh, one, Bernice Maddox uh, wrote a poem, and uh, I'm not good at reading poems, but I, I read it and I kind of liked it, so I thought I would share it with you this morning. It says, Thank you, God, for pretending not to notice if one of your angels is missing and, and uh, for her gui uh, guiding her to me. You must have known how much I would need her, so you turned your head for a minute and allowed her to slip away to me. Sometimes I wonder what special name you had for her. I call her Mother. And I believe that is very, very true today, that all of us are thankful that God has given us a great, great mothers in our life. The most important occupation on earth for a woman is not to be the best and have the best career that she possibly can, but the most important occupation on earth for a woman is to be a real mother. It, it does not have much glory to it. There is a lot of grit and there is a lot of crime. There is a lot of nasty faces to wash off and dirty feet to clean. There is a lot of dirty clothes to wash and dirty rooms to pick up. But there is no greater place. There is no greater ministry. There is no greater uh, position. There is no greater power than that of a mother. A mother has a tremendous amount of influence in children's lives today. And uh, when I, I look at society, I see the effects of not much input into lives of children today. Uh, we have become a very, very busy society and a very busy nation and uh, we are so busy about many, many things that do not amount to a lot in life when we fail to take notice of what is going on around us. I tell you today that it does not take a great person to bring life into the world. Practically, uh, the majority of people of the opposite sex can get together and bring that and, and uh, bring life into the world. But it takes something far greater to become a mother. I don't believe that you become a mother overnight. You go 
uh, to sleep one night and wake up the next morning and you are the perfect mother. But a mother with like a lot of different things in life, it takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of hard knocks. It takes a lot of disappointment. It takes a lot of going through the valleys. It takes a lot of climbing the mountains to ever become what we would call a mother. Today we have a lot of people in the world that produce life. But we do not have a lot of people that are real mothers. Mothers love their children. Amen. If you have a child today, you ought to thank God for that child. If you have someone that God has placed in your care today, you ought to be especially thankful for what God has given you. God has given you a great treasure. God has given you a great responsibility. God has given you a great chance to make a difference in society today. I think about people that it's all about, I want to change the world. I want to do something great in the world. I, I want to accomplish something great in the world. I want to make a lot of money. I want to go to a lot of different places. I want to enjoy a lot of different things in life. But I tell you today, if you are a mother and God has placed raising a child in your hands. You have a great responsibility, but you also have a great opportunity to raise a child in the fear of God. You could, now, now um, contrary to public opinion, my grandpa had great, great and high hopes of me. And it wasn't because I was any greater than any other of the grandchildren, but I was tagged with the wonderful name Homer. Not many people in the world today are named Homer. I guess that's the reason why God never allowed me to have a son, because he knew there'd be another Homer in the world. When you read the name Homer or you are introduced to someone named Homer, they're normally about 90 years old. Well, I am quickly getting there. And uh, every day I wake up, I feel like I'm approaching swifter than what I anticipated getting there. But uh, he said, you know, he said, that boy is probably going to be president one day because he is named after me. He had great hopes, but I didn't ever fulfill that. But, but I, I tell you today that you could possibly be raising a president of the United States of America. You could possibly be raising someone that would have great effects in lives. You could possibly be raising the next generation of apostolic Holy Ghost preachers. You have a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous responsibility. I'm reminded of one young man that was and that that grew to age and became the president of the United States. And uh, at, at a, uh, in his teenagehood, he was out trying to do odd jobs. And uh, he was working for this farmer. And he worked there, and naturally the farmer had a daughter about the same age of this young man. And he fell in love with this, this uh, young lady. And uh, the dad was very upset about it. And he was very... Uh, concerned about the relationship there and he 
he told his daughter, he said, Now, now this, this boy doesn't come from a well-known uh, family. He's not, he's not the one that I have particularly picked out for you and picked out for you. He said, uh, So maybe you need to kind of shy away from him and look elsewhere because he's just a hired hand and just works on the farm and never going to accomplish anything. This man went on to become, and he broke up the relationship, went on to become uh, a professor at a major university and then become the president of the United States. If, if this guy, this father would only realize how much potential was laying there inside this man, that he would have had the the first lady as a daughter of his. But he did not see the potential. But some mother that was working on the other side, seeing something in this young man, said, you're going to be something one day. I tell you, the most important thing that you could do as a mother is try to encourage your children. They, they go and people cut them down and people break them down and people discourage them. Never at home. Should this ever happen in the life of a young person? Amen. You should always be there. Mama loves you. Mama believes in you. Daddy believes in you. You're going to make it. You're going to do something. You're going to accomplish something. Why? Because I am a praying mother. You have a tremendous responsibility. I look in the book of 1 Samuel. The book of 1 Samuel is made up of four major characters. One is Hannah. The second is Samuel, the third is Saul, and the fourth being David. David is a major character in both uh, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. But it starts out talking about a woman named Hannah. Hannah was a godly lady. She loved God and she was one wife uh, uh, of, of a man and, and, and she... She, uh, she was one of two wives of a man. The name of one was Hannah. And Hannah had no children. The Bible just starts going off talking about how that Hannah had no children. And uh, so in, in the Bible times, in biblical times, we find that when you had no children, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of, you were looked down upon. There was something wrong with you. There was a problem that was there. Maybe God did not love you. And, and, and I, I look at society today and how society has changed to the fact that, that people don't have time for children any longer. And, and, uh, people look at me and my wife. We drag around, uh, four kids with us and, and uh, we're just helping the church grow. That's what we're doing. And uh, people look, man, how in the world do you make it? A lot of people would rather have a poodle dog. Amen. Clap your hands. Thank you. Stretch a little bit. You can, you can respond every once in a while. This society that we live in... People would rather have a dog to take care of than they would a child. Because the, the viewpoint of this, this nation and this world has, we're too busy. We're, we've got other things to do. We've got other places to go. We've got, so to speak, other fish to fry than to take time raising children. But I'm telling you, the most important thing that you were ever called to do 
in this life is be a mother to your children. Don't ever be too busy. This woman began to cry. She began to pray. And she began to ask God. And in First Samuel chapter 1 verse number 6 it said, And her adversary also provoked her sore. The adversary, the devil provoked her. The adversary, people around her. The wife, her, her, her uh, partner uh, began to provoke her because she had children and Hannah had no children for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her wombs and her womb. And Hannah vowed a vow in 1 Samuel 1 and 11. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and for, and not forget thine handmaid but will give unto thine handmaid a man child then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head as she was crying and pleading with God at the altar the priest Eli walked up and he marked her mouth and called her, Get up from here, you drunk woman. What is wrong with you? And she was, she was so upset. And she said, I am not drunk, but I desire of the Lord a, a man child. And, and uh, so the Lord had mercy on her. And the Lord heard her prayer and heard her and saw her tears and heard her agony. And about the time of life, she brought forth a man-child. And she called his name Samuel. And when Samuel got to the years of being weaned, when he was a young child, she took him to the house of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse number 20, 28, Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord and there she began to worship and the scripture said that he worshiped meaning the child worshiped the Lord there and she left him in the house of God amen I think about society today and I think about parenting today and I think about people being mothers today and I look at society how that people and I was reading in the newspaper this morning and it was talking about mothers pushing their children in uh, little league and soccer leagues and basketball leagues and, and trying to encourage them to get involved in dancing and cheerleading and all different kinds of activities and how mixed up this society is. Parents will go to great extremes to try to push their children to excel in all kinds of sports and activities and all kinds of activities academically, but they will not push them to excel in the house of God. Amen. If you are a parent today, let me preach to you just a moment. The best thing, the most important thing that you could ever do as being a mother, amen, is bring your children to the house of God. Teach them about the ways of God. Amen. Encourage them what you need to do is go to church. Amen. I'm not just going to send you to church, but I'm going to take you to church. 
Amen. Not on a church bus, but in a church car. Amen. It's about God. It's about living for God. It's about serving God. Amen. We need some mothers that know how to pray and seek the face of God. Amen. There is nothing wrong with encouraging your children in different activities. But we will go to great extremes to push them to excel in all of these things. But we don't have time to take them to music lessons where they can be a blessing in the house of God. We don't have time to try to kneel down beside our children before we go to bed. And we get out this old black book. That they won't allow you to read at school anymore. And they don't want this in colleges any longer. Because it is a way that, that is offensive to a lot of people. Amen. But the problem is not that people have taken it out of schools. And taken it out of universities. And taken it out of the courthouse. But the problem is that we need some parents that bring it into their house. Amen. That it's not just a book that collects dust up on a shelf somewhere. But it is a book that we regularly get out and say, Hey, look at here, children. Let me read from you the Word of God. The Scripture said that Hannah took her son to the house of God and as she worshipped the child began to worship amen we need some mothers that will stand up and say hey I'm going to teach you how to pray I'm not going to tell you to pray but I am going to teach you to pray I'm not going to tell you how to live I'm going to show you by example how to live for God amen amen Look at grandma. Grandma loved God. Grandma went, went to church. Amen. We're bringing up a new breed. Now, I'm, I'm going to preach for you mothers in a minute, but I'm telling you some very, very important things about motherhood right now. And this is good for fatherhood also, but that'll be coming Father's Day. But, but the prayers of a mother. Amen. I, I, I can look... As Hannah, it was very difficult. It was very difficult to take Samuel to the house of God and turn around, walk off, waving bye-bye, Samuel. I'll see you next year, young man, when I come to the house of God. The house of God was not a place that they went regularly like we do today. It was in another whole different time setting and different frame than what we are in today. But she would leave and then she would come back again. And Samuel was growing. Samuel was becoming a young man year after year. That mother, the pulling, the tugging, but she knew, I am doing the right thing. Amen. We are living in a society today that does not like to correct children. That does not like to discipline children. Amen. I, I, I tell you one of the hardest things that I've ever learned how to do is just sometimes to say no. Just no. But why? But why? And we got children that are raised up becoming spoiled brats. And then as they get older, you know what they become? They become spoiled adults. 
And then you know what happens? They become spoiled saints. Woo! I felt the Holy Ghost right there. And, and then they, 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 they never learn how to mature because they have been given everything. Give them everything we could not have. Give them everything we did not get to do. Take them everywhere we could not go. Take them everything. Give them everything our parents could not and would not give us. Amen. But there is a time where we need to stand up as parents. You can't play in the street, honey. You'll get run over. Amen. Oh, that, that's, that's being too hard. You can't go hang out there because you'll get in trouble. You can't hang around those people because they'll get you hooked on drugs. Amen. We need some parents. We need some good godly mothers that know how to hit the altar before the problem gets here. When they're teenagers, it's too late to say, oh, you're going to do what I say. I, I am the boss. Yeah. Let's see that happen. But it starts before they can ever walk and before they can ever talk back. Some of you parents long for those days before they could talk back. Wow, wouldn't that be nice? But teaching them, teaching them the things of God. She left him in the house of God. She prayed. But it was the power of God that made the difference in Samuel's life. Hey, Amen. I, I, I think about my own life and my own experience with my mother and with my God. And uh, I look how that, that at a young age going to church, I, I, I don't know how people do it today, but, but uh, I, I was kind of like the comedian that said that when you got sick, you could tell your parents, I'm sick tonight. I don't feel like going to church. And they'd say, throw up and prove it. And then when you'd throw up and prove it, they'd say, now don't you feel better? Let's go on to church. That was just the attitude. You, you just didn't, you didn't stay home from church. But what we have, what you do in moderation, your children would do in excess of. You start loosening up on your dedication to God. Your children won't even know God. Amen. I, I am reminded of something that happened to me just a few months ago. Me and my wife, we were, uh, I don't want to say what we were doing, but, but uh, we weren't doing anything bad. Well, I will because I got your curiosity stood, uh, stirred up now. We were purchasing a vehicle and uh, we were in the office of this young man and he said, Seals Beach, Texas. He said, you know, my parents lived in Seals Beach. I said, they did. He said, yeah. He said, he looked at the name of the church there and, and uh, where my employment was. And he said, um, you know, he said, my, my parents went to that kind of church, a Pentecostal or something like that. And uh, he said there was a, a, a I, I believe he said, uh, the pastor there. And I, I, I called Brother Duplessis' name. He said, I believe that was him. And said they, they were good friends with bro Brother Verbal. I can remember them talking about Brother Verbal being his grandma and grandpa. Excuse me, I said his parents, but his grandma and grandpa. He said, I can remember them talking about Brother Verbal Bean. And he called his sister and he said, you know what? What's that, what's that religion 
that grandma and grandpa was that he said, Appa, Appa, Appa something. And I looked there and my heart smote me. It was one generation. His mother was raised in church. His mother got out of church. She had married somebody out of the church. Her children that had grand, her had grandparents that went to an apostolic church didn't even know how to pronounce apostolic. And I'm talking to some parents in here today that your children are one generation removed from not knowing anything about the apostolic experience. Praying mothers. And I, I began to talk to him there that day and, and my heart was just grieved because I said, how soon can we be removed and don't know anything about this glorious truth and this apostolic experience that we have with God. <clears throat> then I, I look in, in my, my life, I, I, I read the scripture and we have all read it and some of you may be reading it over and over and over trying to remind yourself of the promise in God's word. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen. That is a promise in God's word. Mamas, you can rest assured that God's word does not lie. Some of you may have children that you are doing everything that you possibly can to train them up right and they are rebelling against you. They're rebelling against truth. They want to get out and flap their wings a little bit and see if they can soar like eagles when they may have wings like chickens. But I tell you the truth today that the Word of God says if you train them up in the way they should go, now, some of your problem may be you train them up in the way that they're going. I shouldn't have said that, but it's true. Anyway, John, 3 John chapter 1 and verse number 4, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I want to tell you there should be no happier experience with mothers today than to be able and to look around at your children that are living for God, that are serving God, that are loving God, that are walking with God. Amen. That's better than making a million dollars a year. That's better than running up and down the court of the Lakers basketball court. That's better than running up and down the field of the Dallas Cowboys. That's better than anything, any being president of the United States. That's better than being a congressman. That's better than being a senator. That's better than being anything to know that they are loving God and serving God. Why? Because what we do in this life for God is all that's going to matter. It's what we accomplish for God. The prayers of Mama. That the power of God. There's a time in your life of being a mother, 
That you just have to believe in the prayers. You've had to have faith in God. There is things that is totally out of your hand. And out of your control. You've raised them the best that you possibly could. But you've got to believe like the scripture said in 2 Timothy chapter 1. And verse number 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What I have placed in the hand of God. Amen. What I have taken to the altar of God. And I have laid on the altar and I said, God, I don't have the ability. God, but I put them in your hand. I place them in your trust. I place them in your care. You have got to believe that the prayers that you have prayed, God is also able to bring it to pass. Amen. What I have placed in the hand of God, God is going to make a way. Amen. God is going to bring them back. God is going to do the work. Amen. And I tell you today, if you have children that are backslid, mother, let me encourage you, just pray. Amen. Just keep on praying. Just keep on believing. Hey, God, I know you're going to do the work. God, I know you're going to make it happen. Amen. You are that are raising children today. You've got to believe in God that God is going to do the work. The prayers of mama, but it was the power of God. The prayers of Hannah got Samuel into the world. The prayers of Hannah and the dedication of Hannah got Samuel to the house of God. The prayers of Hannah, the dedication of Hannah got Samuel a place and a job and a position in the house of God. But it was the power of God that connected with Samuel when she brought him to the house of God that something went on on the inside of him and that little boy there was raising his hands worshiping and magnifying and glorifying God Amen. it's your job as parents to get them to the house of God it's your job as parents to pray the prayer of faith Amen. but then it's God's job you've got to place it in the hand of God and say God I know you're able God, I know you can. God, I know you're going to make it happen. I can remember my mother trying very desperately to make it happen. Amen. But one day she took me as far as she could. She just kept on a praying. She kept on a chasing, brother. She kept on a calling. She kept on checking on me. But then one night, it was just the power of God. All the prayers that she prayed, God heard. And let me encourage you, the prayers that you prayed can go beyond the grave. There's proof of that in the house this morning. Many, many prayers that grandma and grandpa and mama has prayed years ago is working right here today in this congregation because of praying mothers. Mama, let me encourage you. Keep on praying. 
When it looks like nothing is happening, keep on a praying. When it looks like God's turned off the water spout where the blessings come out, you just keep on a praying. When it looks like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and the devil is laughing and ridiculing and mocking you, you just keep on a praying. Let me encourage some mama today. God still hears. Amen. God has taken your prayers and He's bottling them up today. And God is hearing your prayer. And I'm telling you, keep the faith. God is about to bring it to pass. God is about to make it happen. The power of God. I look today, many, many places in the, in the Word of God, we can find the Scripture talks about a virtuous woman. Let me encourage you today, children, if you have a mother that loves God, a mother that has been faithful to you, a mother that has been consistent in your life, you need to stay, pay special, close attention and thank God every day that you live. Thank you, God. I've got somebody that cares about me. Amen. I've got somebody that cares about me. I can remember the last time I was in service with my daddy. It was on Mother's Day. And I can remember him singing a song. I don't know the whole song, but I know the moral of the song. That this, this boy had got in trouble. And he had went to prison. He is a bad, bad guy. And somebody wrote a song about him, said he's some mother's baby. He's some mother's child. No matter how far that you go in sin, there's a mama that has stepped right off in the pits of hell trying her best to drag you back to safety. Trying your best to help you out. And some of you, your mothers may not be here this morning, but their prayers are still working. God's still about to bring it to pass. God is still about to do it. God is about to make a change in your life. God is about to do something in your life, but you need to submit yourself and say, Thank you, God. Thank you that somebody cared for me. One Hebrew proverb, I, I take this very lightly. I, I know I take the meaning of what it's saying, but not literally meaning this is what it's talking about, but it's making reference to the fact. He said... A Hebrew proverb said God could not be everywhere and therefore he made mothers. We know that God is everywhere, but in comparison, he put mothers in our life to help us and to direct us and guide us. If it come to the music this morning, I'm getting ready to close. Some of you might say thank God, but anyway, at least you'll be real good and hungry when we get there. I read a story about <clears throat> a young lady that was traveling. Years ago, a young mother was making her way across the hills of South Wells. She was traveling with a very tiny baby in her arms. And while she was traveling, trying to reach her destination, she got caught and a blinding blizzard. She lost her direction and wandered around in circles trying to find 
her way to safety. She never reached her destination, but she was found sometime later by searchers a few days later. A mound of snow covered her, but they discovered before her death she had taken off all of her clothes and she had wrapped them around her baby. When she had wrapped them around her baby, she covered her baby with her own body. When the searchers found her, they began to dig through the snow. They found her body. And much to their surprise, when they removed her frozen body, they found a little baby that was wrapped in a mother's clothes, covered with the mother's body, and the baby was still alive because of the protection and the depth of a mother's love. Years later, that man, that child grew, grew to be a man. David George, when he became, he reached manhood, he became the prime minister of Great Britain. And without a doubt, history says that he'd done some of the greatest things and was one of the greatest statements. Because a mother loved him so dearly that she was able to sacrifice and willing to sacrifice her life for a little baby that really to a lot of people may not have been worth a whole lot but to that mother it was worth everything I read an article this morning in the newspaper I'd like to share with you some of you that read the newspaper you might have read the article but probably to the younger generation you don't read the newspaper so I'll share it with you Today is mother's birthday for the first time since I was a little girl. I cannot give her a gift. After I married, we lived only a mile apart. I always managed to run and drop off a present I had picked up at the last minute. Sometimes I didn't even wait long enough to have it gift wrapped. No matter what it was, she had smiled and say, You knew just what I wanted, didn't you, dear? Then I'd head for the door, and she would sigh, I, I wish you could sit down and visit a little while. You're always in such a hurry. My answer was, I wish I could too, Mom, but... And, and I promise I will one of these days. Well, we'll have a really good visit, but today I have so many things I have to do, and I must get going. I can't remember what I was doing, 
that was so important. Excuse me. But I was always running. promised myself I wasn't going to cry. I practiced in the office. One of these days will never come because my mother passed away for the first time in her wonderful unselfish life she was the one who didn't have time for me She had a massive heart attack. Went so fast. I'm not sure she heard me say, I love you, Mom. The time has a way of slipping away. We all get too involved in our own little worlds. And before you know it, it's the tomorrow's the tomorrows are yesterdays. If I could encourage anyone this morning, if I could encourage a mother this morning to keep on praying for that lost son or that lost daughter, because it's the prayers of the mother that makes a difference. And it's the power of God that does the work. Let's all stand. If I could encourage children this morning that has a mother, stop. No matter what you're doing, no matter how busy you are, no matter what you got going on in life that's so stinking important. No matter what your plans are, stop and take the time. Sit down and visit with your mother. Sit down and let her know how much you appreciate her. Not just once a year. And that Mother's Day gift will be the very best gift that you could possibly give.
to your mother. Let's all bow our heads and pray this morning. God, we love you. Come on, church, let's reach out to God right now. God wants to talk to somebody's heart today. Some child, some son, some daughter that's running. Stop. Stop running from God. Stop running from the prayers and the power of God. Mother, if you're about ready to throw in the towel, I encourage you, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep seeking the face of God. God's about to make a change. Why don't we all just step out from behind our pew this morning? Your mother, your wife, your daughter, your son. Find your family. Gather around this front. Gather around this front. Let them know I, I love you. For my family. Let God know, God, I love you. But a husband. Thank you for the gifts that you've given to me in my life. Thank you for the blessings that you've given me in my life. So many live together. Hallelujah. Always alone. It takes God to make.